This episode is brought to you by Facebook. As long as you have someone in that ad who is authentic, genuine, relatable, those are the basic building blocks that are probably even more important than a huge production budget. That's Emily Rose, client partner at Facebook, sharing how brands can use video to engage customers without huge budgets. Want to learn from leaders at Facebook and other companies on tactics to grow your business? Just open up your podcast app and search for the Business Innovation and Technology Podcast by Facebook. It's the Global Thought Leader Insights. Brilliant thinking implemented. Brought to you by Internal Consulting Group. I'm Mark S.A. Smith. As a leader of your company, you must stay on top of your industry or risk obsolescence. This can be a daunting task. Get ready to solve your biggest challenges and learn how to capitalize on your biggest opportunities after this. Executives depend on external advisors to fill knowledge and experience gaps, to help them make a case for change, or to have an experienced mind audit their thinking. Internal Consulting Group brings together a wide range of proven thought leaders from around the globe and makes them available to you. Get access to insights, advice, and the tools you need to succeed. Learn more at internalconsulting.com. My guest today is David Maloney, who is the CEO and director of the Internal Consulting Group, which hosts this podcast. He's the founder of the organization. He has a great background. He has an undergrad degree from the University of uh, Technology in Sydney and an MBA from MIT. So he has played in both the United States and Australia. Before that, he was a global equity partner, strategy and financial services with Booz Allen Hamilton, deep experience in the world of consulting. Welcome, David. Great to be with you, Mark. Indeed. And I can't wait to share your insights with our listener. Why did you found the internal consulting group? What was the problem that you saw in the marketplace that needed to be fixed? Well, actually, I was a partner uh, of Oliver Wyman running uh, the Australian business. And I was frequently uh, winning work uh, where the people that Oliver Wyman were supplying to me were simply not up to the task of the job that I'd sold to my clients. And so I started requesting to my global CEO because of the, the way the escalation process works for an exception where I would say, look, let me get rid of one of these $2,000 a day juniors who know nothing and replace them with a $2,000 a day uh, seasoned practitioner who's an ex-consultant uh, who actually knows what they're doing and give the client a better experience. And the, my, my regional uh, director refused. And so I went to, to his boss and uh, after um, some umming and ahhing, he agreed to let me do this. And I had such a great experience. This, this uh, individual I brought on, uh, his name is Jeff Bebbington. He actually ultimately joined ICG. Uh, he did such a good job. Uh, he understood the environment, the context. Uh, he could uh, do PowerPoint just as well as the kiddies. Uh, and he was just spectacular value for money. And so I sort of um, stumbled um, over this different business model and could see the tr transformative uh, um, value that it delivered to, the, to me and the client. 
Um, and so I started toying with this. And of course, my next project, I found an even better excuse <laughs> to do the same. And so my project started getting bigger and better because I was using more of these experienced people. However, it wasn't helping Oliver Wyman's business model, um, but it was sure helping the clients. And so it seemed to me to create an opportunity where I and the client could do a better job of controlling the consulting experience, where we would control the resources um, uh, and provide what I call fit-for-purpose Lego bricks uh, to, the, um, to the team. Um, and as I experimented further with this, I realized, well, actually, in some cases, the, partner, the client doesn't need me. You know, the partner's sort of superfluous and just adding overhead. What they really want is just a global specialist in cyber currencies or cyber security. Um, and, and I'm just the relationship guy. So why should I be turning up and billing? So as I thought more about this, I thought this is this is going to be perfect for a platform-based ecosystem solution. If I could get the tail of the consulting industry, all of the alumni, all of the uh, boutiques, all of the specialist consultants around the globe who were not currently working for one of the big employed brands, then they were on a platform, then clients and, and even boutiques uh, uh, who needed these specialist resources could come to the platform and get whatever permutation of Lego bricks they wanted for their project. So as the project went through its different phases, they could ramp up, they could ramp down, and they would be totally in control of this experience. And they could be guided by a salesperson or a partner who understood the consulting industry or their problem in a way that suited them and in a way which delivered value. And so that, that in a sense, was uh, um, how I stumbled across the idea uh, behind ICG, how I proved it uh, in a small way within Oliver Wyman. And then when Oliver Wyman chose not to fund it as a, a sort of a global initiative, I then left Oliver Wyman to set it up. And of course, ICG is now operating in about um, 10 countries. We've got you know, six and a half thousand people around the globe. Um, and we've had well over um, we have well over 100 clients and have done tens and hundreds of millions of dollars of consulting projects very successfully. So I think it is an innovation. It's a disruptive platform, and I'd like to think that ICG is the leading uh, disruptive global consulting platform because we're not just about labour. We also have intellectual property uh, in the form of publications and methods. We also provide training uh, to our um, consultants and to our clients. And we also have value-added services as, such as production and research, just like the global consulting firms do, all charged out on an hourly basis. So ICG, therefore, is like the one-stop shop where a client uh, of any form, you know, we work for the public sector, the private sector, the not-for-profit sector. We've done projects as small as $2,000, our biggest projects over $10 million. It's infinitely scalable. It's everything that you get from other platforms like uh, Apple and Google but uh, or Amazon, but in this case, applied to the global consulting industry. Excellent. So what you're bringing to the party is the ability for customers, for executives to bring in the right talent essentially through a platform strategy where ICG offers a certain level of quality and then provides that quality through a, an hourly billing strategy. And if you want it, you have a program manager to oversee all that. Absolutely. And the client can determine the cost uh, and that that can be guided by us in terms of what a you know an ex McKinsey partner might normally charge uh, in the open market or um, can be guided by um, uh, the, the budget that the client has. And we will maximize the quality for the price they're prepared to spend. Uh, and uh, we use a patented uh, uh, process called a BAF, which was actually invented uh, by uh, a professor, um, Tom Malone, uh, who was also at MIT. And he talked about the need for labor markets to liquefy. 
Um, and he first coined the phrase uh, elancer, which then became freelancer. And so uh, he talked about this granularity um, or granularization of labor markets. Um, and of course, consulting is perfect for that because like the film industry um, is often used as an example of adhocracy where, you know, people will come together under a single P&L for literally three or four months of shooting and then dissipate. Um, the consulting industry is very similar to that where people can come together. In the film industry, no one's employed. Everyone's a freelancer. In the consulting industry, we've just got these big brands who mm -hmm. claim to have IP and that IP, of course, um, uh, you know, used to be incredibly uh, valuable, but uh, now the world is flat. Um, IP is uh, very easy to come by in the first instance. Two, we find by connecting clients to, to case studies or best practice case studies directly, you actually get to hear what the other party has done rather than what a consulting firm has euphemistically described they may have achieved. And there's a big difference between those two. <laughs> so the way, the way we like to transfer IP is from client to client uh, with ICG facilitating and providing expertise and um, experience and wisdom. Let's go back to the bath. And listener, I want to make sure that we're not saying bath. You don't have to take a bath here. It's a bath <laughs> and it stands for best asset forward yes we we like to think of the asset as like an accredited professional as you said we curate them so um, the curation occurs at a couple of levels firstly um, we don't advertise uh, people um, come to icg through word of mouth so it's a referral based uh, system it's very easy to determine someone's pedigree in the consulting industry based on their um, prior experience and track record at a consulting firm uh, but we also check references and then we will allow them to become a professional uh, member of ICG. But that doesn't help them. That only puts them on our database, if you like. Mm -hmm. In order to win a BAF, though, a BAF might specify um, the need for a transformation specialist for a medium-sized regional bank for about six months uh, duration um, in a city like Toronto. And so we will issue that and we will discuss with the client what the typical rate might be for um, a senior transformation consultant, perhaps you know, $4,000 a day, just to use an example. And then uh, we issue that in a um, camouflaged way, so we're not divulging the client's details to all of our members around the globe. And then those who have a belief that they have relevant expertise and experience will apply for that BAF. And so for a given BAF, we might have between five and 15 applicants. And we then have the luxury of sifting through those and picking the best three. And when we get down to the last two or three of these candidates, they're exceptional, exceptional candidates. So you're getting the best of the whole supply curve. You're not getting who happens to be on the beach at one particular consulting firm today. You're getting the whole supply curve of the whole industry on the ICG Global platform. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, we put those three candidates in front of the client. And guess what? The client chooses. The client chooses the professional they want to work with. And of course, that's as much about chemistry and cultural affinity as it is about professional um, uh, fit for purposeness. Right on. Because all of those professionals can do the job. All of them can do the job. They've done it before many times. That's why they won the BAF. That's why they're part of ICG. So um, that process has been bulletproof. We've run something like 650 of these BAFs around the globe now, and we've only had one example where a client said to me, David, you know, I think I chose candidate one, I should have chosen candidate two, but I still had a good experience. I just think I might have been better off in the long term. Candidate one was better in the first few phases of the assignment. Um, the second candidate might have been better in the long term. And that's the only negative feedback. So compare that to a process with the uh, branded consulting firms where the partner says, trust me, Trust me, I've got a job manager being flown in from the Munich office 
and I'm told he's really good and he's landing on Sunday night. It'll be jet lagged. Um, his English won't be fantastic. Um, <laughs> but uh, you just trust me. We're going to do a great job because he's going to be working 18 hours a day. And I compare that with here is a local fit for purpose, um, ideal, contextualized, experienced, uh, wisdom filled consultant from the ICG platform. And you can see why clients are increasingly choosing the ICG platform over traditional uh, branded consulting firms. Well, one of the ways to look at this is that a branded consulting firm, usually they have the people within the practice that they get to draw from versus we're drawing from over 6,000 seasoned professionals that decided to leave the rat race of a 18-hour day and provide their expertise in a better suited environment. And who would you rather do business with? is really the question that the listener has to ask. Well, it's a little bit like the old cab charge type systems for taxis and Uber. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're seeing the trans same transition occurring where initially most corporates said, oh, I don't want my employees taking an Uber. Um, you know, they're, they're not insured. You know, I don't understand this business model. Um, I'm, you know, feeling we've always used taxis. We've got a great relationship with a taxi company. You know, um, my procurement manager goes out to lunch with the taxi company CEO once a year and makes sure that everything in the relationship is spiffy. <laughs> uh, so th there's that sort of embedded um, it, work, it works for us type model. And then, of course, as um, these individual employees start using Uber in their own day-to-day -day life and for private purposes, they start to um, understand the functionality that a platform-based model can provide, the agility, the flexibility, uh, and really the response time. Right on. Uh, and of course, pricing is so much better. And so of course, the ICG platform has exactly the same characteristics. So our clients love saving 30 to 40% of their consulting bill. They love the fact that our consultants are typically available within about 48 hours. Um, they love the fact that they can pick and choose. Um, they love the fact that um, they're in control of the process and they can order two, three, eight consultants of different um, background pedigrees and price points um, as suits the needs of their project. So they have a budget and they can spend the budget so much more wisely with uh, ICG than they can with a, a branded firm. So you're spot on. That's a beautiful way of positioning it. It's uh, like hiring Uber for wherever you want to go, whatever size car that you need, whatever distance you need to drive. And you can make the choice. And if you don't like them, they can set, you can send them on their way versus having to wait another hour and a half for a taxi that may not show up. That's such a challenge these days. So that's a beautiful thing. We'll be back with more after this. The world is moving fast. It's difficult to keep up. Your executive team needs new ideas to keep them ahead of the competition. Download and share the Internal Consulting Group's monthly executive magazine, the Insights Review. Every issue includes thought leadership and ideas that you can leverage to solve issues and harvest opportunities facing you. Get your complimentary copy from internalconsulting.com slash publications. David, how did you come up with the, the, the moniker Internal Consulting Group? What was the motivation behind that? What's the message you're trying to share with us? Well, there are two main reasons. The, the, the first reason is internal consulting is the fastest growing segment in the global consulting industry. Clients uh, universally uh, are not satisfied with the global consulting model. Um, no one likes to use consultants. They're not liked. Uh, they're often not respected. You know, the executives sort of put up with them. 
Um, and there's this, this, there's so much. It's a toleration. It, it is a toleration. People have had very poor experiences in general with consultants, and and um, uh, and so what a lot of CEOs and particularly CFOs have started to do, and and we found in Europe uh, is most prevalent. They've built very significant internal teams of uh, consultants. Um, American Express is one of the best examples of a, a global uh, a public organization which uh, has a very large cadre of really, really top professional consultants working as uh, an internal team. Mm -hmm. And so if you're an executive at American Express and you need help, you can't pick up the phone to one of the branded firms. You need to go to this internal team first and work out how they can help you. And it's only if they can't help you, you don't have the resources that you would then consider going to a branded firm. But of course, now you'd go to ICG who would work in concert with the internal team. And of course, that that combination is, of course, what makes um, ICG so powerful. So internal consulting group was selected because we are either supporting your own internal consulting team efforts or we are your internal consulting team mm -hmm. because you haven't got one yourself already. And so um, ICG uh, reflects that. And of course, the other reason is, you know, when we set up ICG, um, putting an eye in front of every brand was very popular. <laughs> and, and of course... And of course, it sounds it sounds a lot like uh, BCG, but just with a you know cooler front end, which of course is you know in some ways what we are. So I think um, ICG makes sense from a number of uh, perceptions. Can you help an executive put together their own internal consulting group? Can you help them organize that and use ICG people until they have their own staff in place? Well, we do it regularly. Uh, we help them uh, design the business model. We have. Uh, we run global surveys with existing internal consulting teams in terms of how they're structured and identify what their best practices are. So we design the full business model and operating model and start to help them think about how do they market their services, what's the transfer pricing model, um, how they're recruiting on campus, how they're recruiting through the typical channels, how are they leveraging resources from ICG uh, for spikes and for specialty needs. So it's that you know, building that um, collaborative uh, relationship between ourselves and the head of those internal consulting or strategy teams, you know, I think has been a, a key part of our success. It sounds an awful lot like uh, you're helping people put together an orchestra of consultants where the executive of the uh, client company is bringing in the right players at the right time and letting them leave the stage when they're not needed, and you don't have to pay them to the union scale when they're on stage. Yeah, exactly. We're like a, you know, a Musos Association, and we are the professional body that houses not just the consultants, but also the IP and the training and the services that go with um, an orchestra, and in their case, the equipment. Um, and and so then whether you just need uh, you know a couple of a small ensemble for a wedding or whether you want the full orchestra for you know um, uh, New Year's Eve uh, fireworks uh, or whether you just need a soloist, mm -hmm. um, you know confidently you can come to ICG and just get exactly uh, the professionals that you need for that particular task. And as the task evolves and changes, as projects uh, do uh, in the business world, you know we're agile. We're, we're more agile than any other business model. I could conceive of or have seen in my professional life. The level of agility is astonishing it's to be seen, to be believed. Well, and today that flexibility is one of the most important aspects to responding to the changing field conditions of the market and uh, politics and even culture, the rapid changes that are going on in culture worldwide. 
let's uh, shift gears and talk a little bit about the intellectual property that ICG can bring to bear for clients. Well, it, it comes in many forms. And uh, I, I've seen so many powerful examples of uh, how we've helped clients get to the IP they need. I, I referred to one powerful example earlier where consulting firms are a little bit like the medicine men of medieval times where they've got these elixirs and they're going from town to town um, and then meeting these um, you know, uh, struggling mothers and selling them some potion which apparently worked in the last town. And the mothers have no choice but to believe them because, you know, the world wasn't flat then. You know, there was no, you couldn't ring the previous town and say, did your son die from the elixir or, or you know, were they, were they cured? And of course, consulting firms peddle these case studies, you know, and I think there are some tired old ones, you know, that we see so many times, you know, like uh, USAA or, you know, Google and so on. But for the bulk of clients, they just want to see someone who's done it and where it works and where they're confident it works. And what we do is we just connect the clients to each other and then facilitate a process where there's some level of reciprocation. Uh, so that's just one example where we can get IP to our client. So it's like a technology transfer strategy. Exactly. It's a, it's a fair, um, managed, bilateral or multilateral process for exchanging knowledge across peers, where the consulting firm is not claiming to be the owner of the IP, as many do, but to be the facilitator and synthesizer of that IP in a way that adds value to each of the participants. So these sorts of knowledge sharing networks are things that we've pioneered in the industry globally, and they've been hugely successful. And of course, they develop peer relationships between the clients and peers of um, in in other geographies, which is incredibly powerful for them throughout their career. We live in an age of uh, we live in an age of coopetition. As uh, Mark Benahoff says, we don't don't compete against other companies. We compete against speed. Exactly. And that rapid transfer of information across coopetition is really th- th- where we have to play today. And and be- because uh, a lot of industries are still domestically uh, focused, we we often find non-competing peers across the globe. Sure. So we'll link a bank a bank in Scandinavia with a bank in South Africa and a bank in Canada and a bank in Australia, and they'll be solving the same problems, but they won't be competing with each other, but they will be competing with Citibank and HSBC. Uh, so you're right, you know, um, uh, sharing information across competitors uh, can be valuable, but does get a little tricky uh, in terms of some of the perception challenges that that creates. So what we tend to find is non-competing domestically focused peers are a much safer segment uh, for that that business model. But where, where we've really had great success uh, with IP is saying to clients, look, we can either build something custom and bespoke for you, um, as all consulting firms do, or we can say to you, look, the, the first level of this information is relatively general. So if we build it for you, we'll build it for you at a much lower price point, but then we'll make it available to other clients around the globe and potentially not your domestic peers, so your domestic competitors. And clients have really responded well to that model. So what previously would have cost $100,000, you know, we'll do for $30,000. And the client's better off, and then we have a $30,000 piece of general IP that can then be sold to other clients around the globe and reused uh, in an effective way. So again, it's an example of business model innovation where we just come up with a better solution for um, everyone concerned. But the bulk of the IP that we bring to bear is through our consultants. Uh, I think consulting firms that are branded have always struggled uh, and will continue to struggle with the limited amount of sharing and the 
way in which their knowledge databases have not been particularly successful at quickly aggregating and making available IP that can be brought to bear for a client's problem. You know, that is their fundamental challenge. But at ICG, we don't have that problem because we run a BAF and then we'll find the five experts around the world and clients can talk to all five of them. And uh, at the right price point, they'll share the IP directly with the client. So problem, the problem goes away. Indeed. And many of the ICG consultants are recognized global thought leaders with published works, books, extraordinary IP, array of IP that's available from the ICG consultants. It's been quite impressive as me being uh, the host of this podcast to interview some of those people. And of course, there's an even deeper library there, a deeper bench, if you would, of, of people to contribute. Exactly. And you know, we're delighted at the success of that model and the caliber of the global thought leaders we've been able to attract. Uh, you know, they're looking for uh, reach. They're looking for accredited quality deployment of their IP uh, into client sites around the world. And we give them uh, not only uh, uh, thousands of consultants who are interested in becoming accredited in their technology, uh, but those same accredited consultants can then monetize that IP through the ICG platform in a safe and controlled way, which provides feedback to the original IP developer, which continually refines and builds upon their original idea. Mm-hmm. And so rather than building a global, uh, what I call chocolate muffin franchise, uh, which would be you know the equivalent retail model for Blue Ocean Strategy or balanced scorecard, you know, these singular but excellent IP packaged management science solutions for clients, people with that type of uh, quality product can access the ICG platform and get um, an instant global distribution model. Well, the interesting thing about that element is when you have these uh, monolithic uh, management science type of models, they tend to become extremely myopic in that they have one size hammer to hit all problems versus the ICG methodology is, hey, let's uh, write a BAF and find out who's got a variety of models out there that attack this particular problem. Yeah, so so we do that numerous ways. We sometimes write a knowledge error review on all the different tools that can be applied to cost saving or for transformation, and we'll research them uh, on behalf of our clients. Or as you say, we'll issue a BAF to say, you know, who are the relevant uh, experts uh, that you might like to talk to? Um, And there are two options in addition to the more traditional one, which is you call your local consulting partner at an ICG hub who's experienced and say, look, you know, what, what, what are your thoughts on this problem? You know, how would you help me diagnose this, you know, in the same way that you might have done with a traditional consulting firm? So ICG likes to think that, you know, we have the same, uh, uh, if not better, experience in terms of the traditional approach to that fitting of a uh, IP solution to a problem. But we also have these alternate models, which only a platform-based ecosystem can provide. And I think that um, really puts the client in a much more powerful position in terms of feeling that they're ultimately going to get the most fit-for-purpose approach to their problem. One of the ways to sum up everything you've talked about so far is that ICG has put together a business model for consulting that allows clients to have a safer choice when it comes to choosing resources to help them solve problems in a project type of basis. It's safer because you have more people available. It's safer because of the BAF process. It's safer because of the IP transfer and sharing. It is safer because 
you can access a number of global experts and look at their models and decide which one is best for you versus being forced to model that a larger consulting house would insist is the appropriate way. That brings a lot of safety to the story. Safety, control, uh, cost savings, and uh, incredible agility uh, are the words that I hear most often from clients when they're responding to the ICG model. Uh, and you know, there's still a role for traditional firms. Uh, I think um, their brand uh, is often uh, a safety net to boards and to um, CFOs and CROs uh, where regulators are concerned. Uh, but beyond that, the, the reasons for using a branded firm are diminishing with the success and scaling of uh, models like ICG. Indeed. Well, let's just talk for a moment. Where is the, the place to use a branded consulting organization and where is the place to use something like ICG? Now, you mentioned one, which is where the brand of the consulting firm is considered to be like a, a gold seal of approval. Whether they failed or succeeded, there still is this, this old strategy of nobody's ever been fired for buying IBM. Uh, but then again, nobody's ever been promoted for buying IBM. So, <laughs> so I think part of this is it depends on the organizational sensitivity to, to trying something new versus requiring that they go with a tried and true, but perhaps not the latest and greatest methodology. Now, is there some risk in doing that? Well, of course. And we take that risk away by starting small, typically. You know, our, our biggest client today has completed 56 projects with ICG, and their first one was a $20,000 knowledge area review. And so uh, they started small, but uh, boy, have they taken advantage of the ICG platform dozens of times since uh, in projects which range from uh, $20,000 to about $5 million. So I'd say to those clients, start small. Uh, and if the first project off the... Um, uh, off the cab off the rank is going to be a big transformation program, then probably best to skip ICG for the bulk of the team, but consider us for team augmentation where uh, you need resources on your side to bring to the table and rather than um, bulk up the branded consulting firm team because it's going to cost you a lot of money, um, use ICG people instead. Um, so that would be one reason where a brand could be useful. Um, but I think having been asked this question by numerous CEOs and, and answered it quite authoritatively for one, uh, the only other area where I think a branded consulting firm really works is if they've worked for one of your competitors. So if they've just completed some work or they've recently completed some work for a competitor in an area that's somewhat sensitive, then you should absolutely hire them because you'll find, you'll find that they will leak. They will leak uh, like an old boat. They will leak and they will tell you all the things you want to know about your competitor. And then through that experience, you will say, we will never use that consulting firm again because when we use them, they're going to be sharing all of our data with somebody else. But if there's no other way to get that data, then that is a very legitimate reason. Uh, and you laugh, but uh, the CEO of McKinsey, uh, one of the previous CEOs of McKinsey, uh, famously uh, quoted that that's the reason he uh, was so successful, that he created a level playing field um, across uh, industries. That was McKinsey's role, to create a level playing field. And so uh, 
by sharing competitive secrets that were disclosed or created under non-disclosure. Exactly. So helping help, helping the, the good firms uh, and then taking that IP to the bad firms. And so if you're a good firm or a better firm, you can, you, you're starting to see that behavior now. They're using those branded firms less and less because they are very worried about that. And so mm-hmm. back to what you said before about safety, you know, if you want safety, if you want control, uh, then ICG is going to be a far better model for you. Excellent. What do you want our listener to do? What's the best way for them to get involved? How can they contact you? Well, our listeners are going to be a mix uh, of different stakeholders. So they could be global thought leaders or aspiring global thought leaders, mm-hmm. and they'll want to uh, look at what what global thought leaders we have on our platform and whether they might might fit into that uh, into that group. Uh, they might be uh, executives at any level or managers at any level of a client organization, and they might say, well, I'd love to get some training on how to be a better internal consultant. You know, we trained the top 90 executives at a leading airline, global airline, uh, on how to take and apply consulting practices to their day-to-day management uh, activities. Uh, we've also trained all the junior analysts at one of uh, Australia's leading banks, and they have continued to flourish in their careers. And uh, we regularly work uh, with them on other projects because they were exposed to ICG early on and they love the training. And training in consulting um, practice is not available from any other source. So ICG really has a global lead uh, in that area. Uh, And there might be uh, an executive who's leaving a client and they might be thinking, well, maybe I should join ICG. You know, I've been an um, operational risk expert uh, at a bank for the last 15 years. Boy, is that a skill that's in demand. I could certainly um, bring that to the ICG platform and work with ICG to sell operational risk projects uh, to clients um, around the world and leverage the ICG brand and bring all the resources and other um, value adds that ICG brings to bear uh, to individual consultants. So um, I think ICG, again, is one of those multi-sided platforms that has something for everybody. Whatever whatever opportunity you might see to collaborate, uh, the best thing to do is contact your nearest hub. Um, and you know we've got seven operational hubs around the world and we have people in about 40 countries. So uh, we'll definitely be able to put you in touch with um, someone very quickly. And you can do that through the ICG website, which is mentioned both at the open and the close of this show. Uh, thank you, David, for sharing your insights on ICG and how to use the best asset to help organizations solve their biggest management challenges. Great. Thanks, Mark. That wraps up this episode. Go to internalconsulting.com slash global hyphen thought hyphen leaders to contact today's guest. If you like the show, share it with your executive team and review us on iTunes. This is Global Thought Leader Insights. Brilliant thinking implemented. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.